0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. pa. are participating in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Wednesday. Tired of fighting this battle. Shamar Moore leads a team of elite SWAT officers. Me and the rest of this team, we got your back always. You ain't fighting alone. And their next mission is their toughest yet. Risking their lives. The only thing I know is that there's an expiration date for all of us doing this job. For the city of L.A. and each other. This team, this family I never had. Shamar Moore stars in a new SWAT. Wednesday, 10, 9 central on CBS.
0: This is the Pat McCrew with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. This is my hometown.
1: Welcome to the Pat McCrory Show today. We're going to be talking about the decline of the center cities throughout the United States during this COVID, and the politicians don't seem to be talking about it. They're avoiding the subject altogether and the impact it's having on businesses and people and livelihoods and crime and everything else. And one of the most qualified people to talk about it is Bob Durkin, who uh, owns a lot of restaurants and or used to own a lot of restaurants in the center city. Help was really one of the premier people who helped start the Epicenter. Bob, you're an old friend. I welcome you to the show, Governor.
0: How are you, buddy? It's
1: good. To, good to I, I'm doing you. good. We had a lot of good times. Where I remember the old days, where when I was mayor and even governor, you would we'd be showing off the center city to potential economic development recruits, and you'd give me a tour and our clients through. Uh, some of the great activities, say, at the epicenter. And now describe the epicenter.
0: Well, I mean, I remember those days, and the funny thing is you and I go back to, uh, you know, like you were talking before when it was a ghost town, and I remember how hard it was to build that center city uptown up between public and private, Bank America. You helped start Center City Partners, and we were just small business downtown. And when... We had a problem with cruising. I'm not sure if you remember this. Oh, yeah. Driving around downtown, and they were causing trouble, and they just came there on weekends. And I was at – because back then we had Dixie's Tavern, Mm -hmm. Bar Charlotte, and and have a nice day cafe. And I remember you – about 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, you walked in the bar, and you said, are you you guys doing okay now? And I just couldn't believe it. I was blown away that you were out on a Saturday night and and just – you know shook my hand, looked us in the eye, and said, "You don't understand how important you are to the center city, and I think that kind of attitude is why the public and the private work so well and it was amazing because we we have to be one of the best examples in the country of taking the downtown uptown center city from nothing to how amazing it was and it's just it's been it was a long road, a lot of hard work, a lot of great people, and like you said, the events from having nothing to ACC championship, the Belt Bowl, which is now Mayo's Duke's Bowl, to the DNC, the RNC conventions, all these things, which which made our business flourish. The Hornets coming back downtown, the Knights, I mean, that was all those things are what made us so great. And and right now, everything is up in the air. I mean, we're uh, last time we were open was March 14th, and uh,
1: what's what place was open? Tell us the restaurants that you. Operated downtown in the nightclubs and so forth.
0: So, Blackfin and uh, um, Vita, Whiskey River, Lucky's, Top Golf, um, and then all the other people that I, you know, become have become, become great friends with. Tommy Timming's places on on uh, Tryon Street, mm-hmm. and you said we'd be bustling. It'd be you know eight thousand people down there on a on a Friday or Saturday night, and now. You know, it's down to eight people. And when COVID does end and the vaccine's here now, you know, places in South End or we have a Blackford and Ballantyne, those things are all gonna be be booming. Everything downtown is a question mark because it's not just that COVID's over, people are gonna race back downtown. You know, you don't have any Broadway shows at Belk for the rest of the year, no conventions, no, no Hornets, no concerts, nobody in a hotel. Nobody working downtown. So, you know, all that hard work that went into building it, it seems like we're going to be put back how many years? Who knows? But it's going to be uh, a long time before it returns to what it it was.
2: We're talking to uh, Bob Durkin, who is uh, one of the largest business owners uh, in the crucial food and entertainment industry here in Charlotte, and it's not just uh, in Uptown, Bob, the places that uh, you own and you've operated, but I I want to thumbtack something you just said a minute ago, and I I led into this this, uh, segment playing some some, uh, Eric Church. Uh, You you mentioned concerts. I want to come back to that, because if we're going down the optimistic route, we have some news coming up, but uh, just just to your point, uh, I think you said something important there about the the establishments in Uptown. You know, for a while there, uh, a lot of the places were hanging on, hopefully hanging on long enough that when uh, things started moving back the other way with COVID, that when the customers returned, you'd be ready to to bring them back in. But the problem is, correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, as you have explained, a lot of these establishments have shut down. So it's not a matter of just coming back the next day and reopening. In some cases, you're having to come back from scratch.
0: Uh uh, absolutely like when when the governor now cooper talks about oh we'll be back open I, people understand that that you know the cost of retraining rehiring of you know um buying all the goods you know restocking your inventory marketing that's going to be a a lot of money and the biggest thing is the landlords you know where the landlord's going to stand and most of them are in individual situations with their lenders Mm -hmm. and their financial institution some of them own the building and they're going to be able to forgive the rent and say hey and be smart and say hey just come back in and open up and other ones are going to be looking for all this back rent because they have to pay their, their their financial institution their lenders and no one's going to be able to do that or you know and the other question is are you willing to do all that, knowing that there's not going to be a concert for how long, there's not going to be a football game, a basketball game, all these things, and business travel. I mean, who knows none of that stuff is being talked about, and no plans are being laid out to what's that timing look like? And we know it's going to take into 22 to get, at least, to get all that back. So
1: Bob, uh, the governor last night in his press conference talked about not closing the door on a potential curfew as though the time the virus recognizes time i haven't figured that one out and also joe biden's talking about a minimum wage of fifteen dollars what's the impact of those two things to someone who has to actually keep a business open
0: you know when he talks about you know the 11 o'clock thing that is right now you know if you go to south and some of these places and the breweries especially and his mandates for us have been very frustrating because he obviously doesn't have somebody in the room who's in the industry or he knows exactly what he's doing and it was just pandering for votes because that last mandate, 3.5, which started <laughs> to get restaurants and clubs back open. Yeah. Was- if you're in the industry, it was a joke that, you know, you could have a third of your people only on your deck as it just gets cold. I mean, it didn't help any business. Well, the governor
2: so, just brought up, uh, Bob, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I want to uh, add a little context here. The governor was asked this question yesterday. Governor there
1: was a rumor last week
2: that you were considering a curfew possibly for 9 p.m. statewide. Uh, was there any kind of a curfew
1: under consideration? We've continued to look at all options in order to rezu- reduce the spread of the virus. Some other states have done that, and that's certainly an option that is on the table. As I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of protocols that are in place right now that we believe if people abide by them and if we can get them enforced can help us slow the virus sufficiently. What's the impact, Bob, when (laughs) you're trying to work with investors and you, you, tenants just
0: and get your, you, you just get a part of your business back, just part to pay some bills, and then he comes back and shuts you down Is to 9 o'clock is crazy because at the same time, the places that are open and busy, people just are going out earlier. They're going out at 5 or 6 o'clock on a Saturday. And so what he's trying to avoid from 11 to 2 is just happening at 6 to 9. So he's <laughs> not really making an impact. And like I said, some people are like, all right, we're back. you know, And this is COVID is real. But business and restaurant owners have so many policies to abide by, health department, all this. They're all responsible operators and they can handle, you know, how to how to you know, masks and social distance. The nine o'clock, eleven o'clock doesn't make a difference. But if you started your business back up And he shuts it back to nine. That could be the end of several more businesses. There's no way it's going to be a positive impact. It's going to only be a negative impact.
1: Well, when we come back, Bob, we got to if you stick around with us, we want to talk about the minimum wage impact, and also we're going to announce some good news here in Charlotte. You're helping lead the way, and we want to promote what you're attempting to do, and say it's time to stand up (laughs) and do something. That's right, Bob. Back to
2: business. Hang with us Bob Durkin here on the Pat McCrory Show on WBT
0: This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110 99.3 WBT Maybe I know you got your radio on so this is back. My-
2: wait for it here
0: it comes
1: it's appropriate word right come back yeah sooner or later uh, hopefully our cities will come back and you know Myrtle Beach has gone through some similar things like this before where they've had some downtrends but You know, Myrtle Beach is about to, uh, Bob Durkin's on the line right now. Bob Durkin, uh, who owns a lot of restaurants in downtown Charlotte and throughout the region and throughout the Carolinas. And we've been talking about the decline, especially of downtown Charlotte right now, which is a great concern to me. Because, Bob, as you know, I I love downtown Charlotte. And hopefully I had a positive impact on that, both as a Mm
0: -hmm. mayor and governor. You're the main 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 driver of it. I was I was witness to it firsthand for twenty years and we appreciate everything you do. So I need
1: I need to clarify one thing. You said I was out at eleven o'clock with you know, <laughs> going through your place. I was going not partying, remember that now. I just need to clarify that. I was touring the area. Right, Bob? Come on. He Help was, me out it here. He was, it was
0: all business. It was
2: all business. He was doing quality time. control.
0: <laughs> right, Except One time you came to Whiskey River and you announced um, Brett Michaels on stage that one time at our anniversary party. That was a little fun for you. God,
1: I had forgotten all about that. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that. I have no pictures or anything. Me and Brett Michaels, man, we're close. We're
0: buddies. <laughs> you were. He was loving it.
1: I don't even think I know who Brett Michaels is. That All was a generation or so after me, but uh, he was great. He was a nice guy, too. Very nice guy.
2: Okay, so what, so what, we, b- what, what, band, about- what band? Come on.
0: So our, that was such an oh. apropos song, Comeback, but Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is open for business, and thank God we're not dealing with Governor Cooper. So our Carolina Country Music Fest, which has been going on for six years, we just put our tickets back on sale, and we're a go this year.
1: You're a go in Myrtle Beach.
0: They are ready to go the governor's office the mayor's office city council and they're all they're all happy to have it and so carolina country music fest will be june 10th 11th 12th and 13th in myrtle beach eric church Luke wow. holmes and and, and darius rucker all carolina guys so it's going to be a carolina show and a comeback year and you know we understand COVID, so we'll have safety measures in place and there'll be vaccinations And there'll be rapid tests, and so we'll use all that at our advantage. But but we'll be back, and we're going to be bringing people to to the Carolinas to to celebrate and, and have a great time.
2: Now, Bob, this is significant here because a lot of people are listening during this pandemic and wondering when can things get back to some sense of normalcy. And you being who you are and connected the way that you are, I mean, you obviously have to have conversations about whether or not something like this can happen. And your confidence in planning something like this is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to have coordination, Republican, private. Then also, we just started spending money again. Like it takes big money to market something like this, to put it on, to to acquire the acts. And so we feel confident enough because, you know, vaccinations are coming. That, you know, and, they, and Cooper said it yesterday, but he hasn't said it at all. Just lockdown, lockdown. But it's almost over. There is an end. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a bookend on this thing, and we're preparing for it. And so I think that's going to be. You know what people are going to have all this pent up aggression and energy, and when they come out next summer it's going to be it's going to be amazing, but it's coming it's there, and people just wait for it. If it wasn't for Cooper, we'd have a big event planned for Charlotte, and we probably will have one this year, but it won't be till the fall, but you know they won't even give you any conversation about how these things can happen there.
1: but you had good conversations with the Mayor of Myrtle Beach and the Governor of South Carolina, uh, Governor McMaster and yep. and you're plan you got to plan now to have something like that in June and and Darius Rucker I I saw him in downtown Charlotte uh, a couple of years ago with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley and I were dancing together to Darius Rucker. What a what a <laughs> concert.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. But we do have to plan it early and McMaster has been great in his office because they're just the same way. They're let's be safe. Let's let's, you know, if you have pre-existing conditions, stay home but We've got to get our businesses back. Like we're going to have nothing to come back to. And that seems to be their attitude in South Carolina. In North Carolina, I can't even get a liquor license for the doghouse. You know, they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, d- don't make any money.
1: Hey, in, in the uh, remaining uh, minute and a half, what advice would you have for Mayor Lyles, for Governor Cooper, for Biden, who's talking about a 15-hour minimum wage?
0: 15 hour minimum wage I think is going to be is, is going to be rough on both sides cuz there's businesses that have 70% of their payroll that are at maybe 10 dollars an hour and so you're going to take that and take 70% of their payroll and have it have a 50% raise that's going to put some businesses won't be able to handle it but I think a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs are smart and they've gotten what they got because they understand how to make it through tough times adjust and I think it's going to be people are going to take what the job of five people take right now they're going to get four people to do it at $15 an hour they're going to treat people like managers and some of the people that are just coming into the workforce that are really not trained well enough that are $10 an employees or 12 they may not find jobs because there'll be less of those jobs and and, and you know people are going to be making enough money, <clears throat> and no one's going to want to pay that money to somebody who can't pull their, their weight for fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah. And so there, there's in other words, judgment.
1: there's another side to this story. It sounds it great. Get, oh,
0: yeah. People are going to get left behind. People are going to get left behind who don't who won't be able to find jobs, and they're going to be looking at Cooper and them, who, Biden, who's supposedly protecting them, and they ended up putting them on the street.
1: Hey, Bob Bo- Durkin, uh, I just want to thank you as a former mayor and former governor of how much you've invested in uh, North Carolina. I'm glad you're doing something in Myrtle Beach, although if Nikki Haley were governor right now, she and I would be calling each other. and She'd be she'd <laughs> she'd be, she'd be trash-talking me. Look what we're doing in South Carolina. Oh, no. here's what, here's we're here's kicking the, your butt.
2: Bob, we, we need to go back to a time in Charlotte uh, where late at night at Whiskey River, Pat McCrory can party with
1: Brett Michaels. We need to get oh, back yeah. to that time, right? Poison. There you go. You brought it home. I've got my bandana on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Durkin, Charlotte legend. Great to have you on the show. This bandana looks good, Bob. Oh, Governor, thank you guys for everything. God bless you, buddy. We'll see you soon.
2: And on the other side of the break... You didn't
1: think I knew the name of the group, did you? Uh, I'm impressed. Poison. You were holding Every... See, it has a rose. No, every... <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did he just do what I think he did? <laughs> every thorn, yeah. oh my every rose has a thorn or something oh, like that. Yeah. Here we go. An attempt to be Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you're really taking me back, but... I, I knew this was... You used to slow dance to this song at Davidson, I'm sure. Maybe. But you uh, party with Brett Michaels at the Whiskey River? So we i even. Forgotten all about yeah. that. Forgot me and Brett were tight at one time.
2: On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to another
1: very influential yeah, Charlotte business owner. Yeah, a guy who owns some of the hotels downtown Charlotte. And he'll tell we got to tell the truth that you're not hearing about. Wednesday. Tired of fighting this battle. Shamar Moore leads a team of elite SWAT officers. Me and the rest of this team, we got your back always. You ain't fighting alone. And their next mission is their toughest yet risking their lives. The only thing I know is that there's an expiration date for all of us doing this job. For the city of L.A. and each other. This team, this family I never had. Shamar Moore stars in a new SWAT. Wednesday, 10, 9 central on CBS.